Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. The following is the Spirit World Center podcast. If you have any questions about the spirits or training, you can visit our website at spiritworldcenter.com. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. Today I'm joined by Diana Moyes, who is a writer and empath, and she has had some absolutely fascinating spiritual and, and paranormal experiences throughout her life, especially a lot of ones that were affecting her children when they were young, which are especially <laughs> interesting and a little bit creepy. Uh, and so I'm, I'm uh, really happy to jump into what we'll be talking about today. So uh, uh, Diana, how are you today? Hi, thank you for having me, Eric. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Oh, doing great. Doing great. I always love talking about this type of subject matter. So uh, uh, yeah. So Diana, can you tell us about yourself and, and your spiritual practice that you uh, that you do nowadays? Uh, you're an empath, a light worker. Um, yeah. What is it that you you do in your own spirituality? Yeah. So for my, with my spiritual practice, I am just, you know, try and stay really positive all the time. And I meditate. I like to meditate daily and it's meditation has been really amazing for me because when I met it, went different times when I've meditated, I've actually been infused with ideas for books that I have written um, where they've even given me names for, for the character where I knew immediately what the character was going to be and the whole idea for the book. So that's been really amazing doing meditation. And of course, it just helps, you know, the grounding practices that I do helps to say sense to stay centered. And as far as um, light working, I my way of light working is I just like to stay positive and send out positive vibes to the universe, to the world, and to all beings. Where, for example, if I don't watch the news at all, and when people talk about the news or negative or scary things they've heard on the news or say negative things about others, I just right away, no, 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 that's not the way it is. And I just like cancel, clear, delete that and change it and put out there, all beings are kind, all beings love one another all beings love and respect one another's race, religions, and sexual orientations, no being ever harms another, and I do this, this is something I do every day, I sit, I face outside, and sometimes I sit outside, and I just open up my heart chakra, and I just let my light, push my light out, and my love out to the world, and I do that daily, and I'm just always wishing, and, and saying all beings have, um, things like all beings have, excellent free medical and dental and mental health benefits. All beings have a home, a beautiful, safe, clean, affordable home, and all beings, you know, make an excellent income, and all beings can take dream vacations whenever they like. This is something I do every day because it's what I truly wish for all beings, and I always just send that out into the universe. I I could be at the market or driving down the street somewhere and I'll just see somebody walking out their house and in my head or out loud, I'll just say, I love you. And, and then wish for them to have a life filled with so much love, peace, joy, happiness, and prosperity. And I do this all day long. <laughs> my kids say, don't you get tired of doing that? Nope. <laughs> because I'm working on changing the world for the better. And the more of us light workers who do this, and teach our children at a young age these things, 
I just feel that that's the way to the better world, the new world. And in, in making this world filled with love and kindness, that's, that's what I do. And I just, everywhere I go, I say I radiate love and light. Because, and I radiate love and light from wherever I am. And I'm just always sending that out there. I love that. And I suppose the the empathic ability that you have as well definitely feeds into that, right? Because if you can feel them, then you mm. you want the best for them too, right? Exactly. Being an empath, going places, I've learned, and I have. I'm a mother of empaths because my children are all empaths, and what my 26 uh, year old daughter Charnay, she's very intuitive, like I am, and she's she's really sensitive um, as far as picking up energy, and I've just taught them and to do these things from a young age. And we've learned to try and stay away from crowded places. For instance, I go to the grocery store and if I have to go to the mall, I go when I know it's gonna be least crowded because people's energy can really affect me where I've been in the store and all of a sudden I feel like something hits me like a ton of bricks and I feel like I'm gonna, like I spin. It feels like I don't physically spin but it feels like I just got spun around and feel like I'm gonna vomit. And I'm like, oh my God, whose energy was that? And I'm just kind of going like this and, oh, okay, it's, it's his. And then I'm just like trying to cleanse him from me, like, you know, trying to keep his energy away and protecting myself all the time with white light, because as an empath, you know, it can really make you sick and it's not fun. <laughs> it, it's like a minefield out there when you're actually, especially, uh, um, especially sensitive. Absolutely. Yeah. And you and, can feel it from your home too, because yeah. the collective, what's going on, you can really feel it. So you have to always protect yourself. And all the cars driving by and everything, right? <laughs> so it's important to have boundaries and shielding. Yes. Wow. And, and uh, you, you're saying that you're, uh, you're writing. Uh, what kind of material do you write? Yes. <clears throat> so my first book I wrote, which None of them are published yet, but um, I'm shopping around. I'm looking for literary agent now or publishers. I'm querying. So the first book I wrote is actually a women's fiction novel, and it has paranormal aspects in it, of course, because of all my paranormal <laughs> experience. I had to write about what I know, right? So um, that is my first book. And then it was during COVID, I wrote five children's books that I was um, infused with during meditation. And I'm really proud of all of them. And I can't wait to get them out there so that I can share my messages with the world. And of course, um, I have two children's book series. One is an LGBTQ series, um, children's book series. Uh, and then my other one, is, that's, that's gonna be a picture book. And then my, my other one is a um, chapter book. So uh, they're really cute, fun stories. And I'm really excited to get the messages out there. It's all about like love and kindness and, you know, just again with the positivity and if I can teach children through my words through my books and open their parents eyes as well to these things if maybe they weren't raised that way then I've done my job I just would like to help to make this world better oh that's absolutely fantastic it sounds like you're really pumping out the love and light and that's yes. that's magnificent I mean the world needs more of that that's that's for sure yes Yes. And I've taught my children to do that as well. So they already know from a young age of what I've taught them. I tell them, you could, you learn these things, you know, I used to tell them, you could learn these things now, what it took me years to learn, you know? So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things, right. Where you get to, you get to your thirties or something. And it's like, Oh, 
okay, I wish I had known this when I was a bit younger, right? It's always, it's always that type of thing. So it actually sounds that we were having our, our pre-interview discussion and it actually sounded like you started to get into spirituality and all these spiritual techniques uh, when your children were young. And it almost sounds like because there is some paranormal stuff going on in the house. Can you, can you tell us some, uh, some about that? Yes. So it started with um, my 26-year-old daughter, Charnay, who's that I said is also very intuitive and an empath, where we used to smell cigarette smoke in the house. Um, sometimes the stove would just turn on all by itself. And that was kind of scary because, you know, you want to hope there's no gas coming out. <laughs> she had one day we were all my bedroom was in the back of the house hers was in the front and she came running saying that a man was in the house and we thought somebody broke in so we went running over there and there was nobody there but she kept saying yeah he's standing right there um and then it went to my youngest daughter kensington when she was little um kensington used to see something that would scare her it started with seeing this thing that she referred to as the beast and she had never seen the movie beauty and the beast so i was just kind of scared and put off by what is she seeing out the window looking in that never was in the house but she just said it's looking in the windows um so that was scary <laughs> and then for me to learn to help her I started reading books and trying to find out what I could do to help her. And then she started seeing my grandfather. Um, this is one day I was sitting with her and, and all the other kids were at school and she was playing with her Furby. And I can tell she was talking to somebody because you know your child is a mother and I know the face she would make when she was shy around somebody she didn't know. And she had never met my grandfather because he had passed away before she was born. And I asked her what she was doing and she said she, that the man was playing with her Furby and I, there was no man there. So I asked her what man, there's no man here. And she said, uh-huh, Papa, Papa's playing with my Furby. And I said, cause she calls my father, Papa. And I told her, Papa's not here. He's at home with grandma. And she said, no, -uh, not your Papa, not my Papa. She said, your Papa. So I thought my Papa Beeson, like, oh my gosh, you know, but how is this possible? My papa, you know, he passed away. And how is my daughter sitting here talking to him when she doesn't know who he is? So uh, I went and got a photo album and I started looking at pictures with her. And I told her, you know, I would ask her, who's this? You know, she would say brother and who's this sister? And then I turned a page. And as soon as she, I turned the page to her, it was my grandfather, Raymond Beeson. She just lit up and she started saying, that's Papa, that's Papa, that's Papa playing with my Furby. And I was just blown away that how the heck, you know, was she seen and talking to my grandfather and I couldn't see him, but I knew she was talking to him because she knew that. And then it turns out that he, he kept coming around and it turns out he wanted to relay a message to my mother because mm -hmm. my mother had not spoken to him or her mother for a long time and my grandmother was still alive at this point and he was telling um so I had my mother come over and she was all scared because she's scared of ghosts and spirits and I was trying to tell her it's your father why are you afraid of your own father you should be happy <laughs> so anyways she um Kensington told my mother that he wanted my mom to call my grandmother and make amends and my mother didn't want to at first but finally she came around and she did what my grandfather asked and she made amends with her mother 
And that was a good thing because she she died like not too long after. And my grandfather didn't come back for a little while. But then one day I was dressing Kensington and he obviously appeared again because Kensington announced and my mother was there too, that Papa's back. And then so I said, oh, well, you know, what does Papa want? And then she had never did this before. And she just like made this little thing with her face and said, happy face, happy face. So that was his way of coming, saying that my mother made him happy. He was happy that she made him as my grandmother. And then we didn't hear from him again. So I guess maybe that was some type of unfinished business he wanted settled. And then he moved on. Wow. Wow. That is <laughs> an incredible set of events. And how old was your daughter at this time when she's basically um, <laughs> running a medium, like a, yeah, a seance and, <laughs> and communicating for she, you? Yeah. She, she talked pretty good. So this was, wow. She was about almost four. Wow. Yeah, like almost wow. four. Yeah, three and a half, four years old. <laughs> Did... Her sentences were pretty short, but she'd still get the point across. <laughs> wow. And and at the beginning of uh, of these accounts, you were saying that your older, your, your eldest daughter or your older daughter was seeing a man in the house too. How, mm-hmm. how old would you say that she was when she was seeing that? You know, she was probably about the same age. Interesting. Probably about the same age. Yeah. And, and did she lose that ability? Like, did she stop seeing things after a time? You know, they both did. I think with Kensington, because she would get really scared of whatever that was that she referred to as the beast. Mm. That I think she blocked it out, which I think a lot of kids do. You know, at first, I think a lot of kids have the ability to see where you think, oh, they're just playing with an imaginary friend. Um, I myself used to talk to somebody when I was little, but I think maybe it was really somebody because... <laughs> Um, with Kensington, I think, um, yeah, the fear just, she just managed to either close her third eye or block it out, whatever she did. And with Charnay the same, but with Charnay, she's still very uh, intuitive as well. And we have seen things where, you know, you'll just see a figure real fast, but then you look and it's gone, or you'll see something walk by things like that. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll, even in that house, And I thought maybe it's the house, but it's not because it's been in every house and everywhere I've lived, it seems to just always be there. So I think it's us that they know we have the ability and they're probably just waiting, like, come on, open it all up so you could come in and communicate with us as they'll knock them, they'll tap on my head and they'll knock on the walls when they want my attention. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'll just take out my phone and I'll just, okay, let me video you. Let's see if I can get you on my video. And there they are. They're all there. They come and I'll ask them to stand right in front of my camera and they'll come and stand in front of my camera. And then you'll just see them doing all the, you know, the orbs moving. And I've taken so many neat photos with the orbs and different color orbs. And I've heard um, one day I was in the house alone and I just heard somebody say, I love you. And they're like, okay, well, there's nobody in the house with me. I don't know who it is, but (laughs) thank you. Another time, um, I had, um, I've been able to capture them on, even like in my voicemail, I had my friend called me and I didn't get to the phone on time. And when I went to play back the recording, um, it's funny because it said, it's this voice and it says, hello, Diana it's Marina calling. And then you hear my friend come on talking. And I was just like, whoa. And everybody I played that message for, they just like get chills and the goosebumps. Like, that's so creepy. But I don't know why this just happens to me. It just does. 
so in that situation sorry was your friend's name marina like yeah. uh and so but it wasn't her voice saying that no it was a whole different voice and it's funny because when you listen to the voice because it's a spirit you can't really tell uh you can't really it doesn't sound female it's if you had a guest you'd pinpoint more of a male but kind of like a non-binary voice if that makes sense interesting yeah and then and it just is like announcing to me telling me who's calling me and i just got such a kick out of it because i i thought it was funny where everybody else was getting scared <laughs> you know but I, i've been able to capture voices on voicemail when i've set um tape recorders out mm-hmm. you know like when um, the kids are little and i put out a tape recorder and i push play and record because it's brand new so i wanted to see how it works and um, I played it back real fast and it just said, can I, I can see you? Can you see me? And it sounded so scary the way it said it too. And, and yeah, we're, we're discussing that particular one in the pre-interview and it sounds like that was in the context of that, the beast that your daughter was seeing, right? That Yeah. That's when I set out the tape recorder. Wow. Wow. And so it basically said, I can see you. Can you see me? Yeah. I'm like, wow. nope. <laughs> Thank God, no, I can't see you, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> how long How long was your daughter seeing that, what she was calling the beast? Uh, and, and did she ever describe it? No, you know, she didn't want to, mm. she was just so scared of it. Wow. Where we had that hallway and she would just go in that hallway where there were no windows because she was so afraid of seeing it through the window. So I guess it would like go around the window to try and look in to see her or mm. because maybe it knew it could see her. Mm-hmm. But um, I would try and ask her about it. And she would just say scary, like scary, scary in her little baby voice. And then she would just like, I would hold her and then just like cuddle her because trying to comfort her. So I think that's what probably scared her into shutting that down. Right. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad it never came into the house that we know of. <laughs> but I know. Uh, you I know. Know, it seems like it, there was something keeping it out, perhaps. Yeah. Wow. Maybe all our spirit guides and angels and protection mm-hmm. angels. I've got plenty of them in videos, so hopefully it was them. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's it's always good to have good friends around in the spirit world, for sure. Exactly. And, and so after these types of experiences, you got into light working, healing, writing. Uh, you also got into channeling a little bit, right? And, and so your channeling was actually leading to ideas for your writing and such. Then you eventually had a bit of a bad experience with it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, the writing experience, the writing ideas came through meditation. Channeling, I started, um, I took a channeling course a couple of years ago. And um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised it came easy for me because every time I've done tarot cards or had anybody do my cards, it always says medium, light worker, healer, writer. So I wasn't surprised how easy channeling came and how quickly it came where I could even channel with my eyes open. And that's what everybody w- was pretty amazed that I could channel with my eyes open. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all channels, but I guess they said that was rare. I don't know. And I, um, so originally I had a channeling with the person I took a class with. And during that channeling, she brought through who she said was Jesus came through talking to me. And I have the whole recording of that channeling session and where they told me what they wanted me to do. And that, you know, I'm a light worker and it was beautiful. And I was crying because I could just feel the love and it was emotional and beautiful. And they gave me the name, the earth angel of hope. And they want me to help others. 
And I'm like, okay. So I did everything they asked me to do. I got my website started. I started channeling for others, helping others. Everything was great. I, you know, I gave messages to people. They were amazed. Like, how did you know this? Obviously you had to be really connecting because there's no way you could have known these things. And then it just, I had a really scary experience. Uh, probably was channeling for a while. And then I got maybe like six months or eight months. And then I had a scary experience because when you're channeling, you have to really be careful and verify, you know, who you're talking to. And I think it kind of got a little lax, so it's my fault. <laughs> and I think I was talking to somebody who wasn't good because I honestly didn't believe that there was anything bad. Even though like when Kensington was little and would tell me about that scary thing, I guess I never wanted to believe there was something bad out there, but let's just say I learned there is. And whew, it was scary. And it was during COVID lockdown where I even wanted to go to a church to see a priest and I couldn't because I felt like I needed to get like a blessing and cleansed and you couldn't even go in a church at that time. And it was terrifying. And I went through a point where my ancestors helped me because of how come what they where they had me and how much I couldn't they I couldn't tune them out. And my one day my grandmother told me what to do. And because I was always talking to her, uh, she volunteered to be my medium coach. Who knew there was a medium coach? I found out that with that uh, first session I had with Betsy. And I heard her voice in the background and she just said, listen to our voices. And then she said, give me permit, give us permission to help you. And it was her, my grandmother, my grandfather, my cousins. And I could just hear them all kind of like checking in like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I could recognize your voices. They're like, give us permission. Give your aunt, say this, like to help me, say this, Diana. Give your ancestors permission to help you. And I gave it and they told me like which crystals to grab and they helped me to get rid of whatever it was. And after that, I was terrified <laughs> because it was scary. I, I mean, I wasn't eating. I lost like it was unbelievable. I lost so much weight in a matter of two weeks time and what it put me through, whatever it was, whoever it was, or even I had um, a Reiki healing um, that I felt like I still needed to get some more cleansing done. So I went to have a Reiki healing with a really good place in Westlake Village. And this lady, she started doing my healing and she knew what happened. And she was just like, she was so calm. And then once she started doing it and she started telling me what happened and then she's like, oh yeah, they're all here. You need to tell them to go away. And I was just like, oh my God, no, they're here. They're back. Like, <laughs> you know, Whoever they are, I don't know. But so it was terrifying. And I just have to get up enough nerve to do it, to I guess to do it again someday. And I know I'm protected and I know my spirit guides and angels protected me and I know they're always with me, but it's something, you know, fear can really keep you from doing things until you face that fear. And hopefully someday I will, because I was really helping people and helping people to find closure. And I know when I stopped channeling, I started crying because I was always talking to Archangel Michael was one that I would talk to. Um, and 
Orion as well, but and I remember seeing Orion one day, but um, yeah, I, I just felt so sad, like I lost them because I was scared to talk to them, the real Archangel Michael again. <laughs> I don't know if you channel, do you channel? I don't know if you channel. Lauva is the channeler. Yeah, Lauva does a, a lot okay. of channeling for sure. It's uh, always a very interesting process. And so that's that's curious what happened. Um, it's something that I'm always saying as well with your guides and with your ancestors, you have to give them permission to help. You know, they're always there standing guard, but they yeah. care about our free will. And yeah. so they might just be watching stuff going on with you. It's like, oh, well, that's uh, Diana's free will. She's suffering, sure, but that might be her life choice right now. Who are we to put what we've envisioned <laughs> for her on her, right? That would be interfering with her free will. Yeah. But at the same time, as soon as you come out and say, okay, I I want your help, right? Yes. Then suddenly it's like, okay, well, that's part of her free will. We can get in there now. You know, we have her have her permission. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like you were afflicted basically for about two weeks or so after this yes. bad channeling session. And, about two weeks. Two and it was two just a whole bunch of bad stuff swirling around. Like you yeah. lost your appetite, it sounds like. And uh, I they were just like constantly talking and trying to confuse me. And it was crazy because things like things, something you'd see in a movie, like I definitely am going to write my life story one day because boy, when I write that, it's, it is a movie and a scary one. Let me tell you, <laughs> it would be yeah. something people would be scared to watch their car and be driving home in a nighttime after seeing that movie. But yeah, it was, it got really scary. It really did. My family um, was really affected by it as well, where because they watched it was happening to me. They saw how, you know, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I lost so much weight so fast. Um, I got really frail where I felt like I couldn't even walk because, you know, I wasn't getting my nutrients or anything. And um, yeah, it, it got scary. It got really scary. And I'm, I'm sorry, like for my kids and my husband, what they went through, watching that happen to me because they were scared they didn't know what was happening they didn't know how to help me like I said I couldn't even go see a priest or go to a church I remember going to it was a church I went to and of course you couldn't get in but they had this beautiful setup and Mother Mary's another one who during my first channeling session with Betsy was was working with me with my channeling it was Archangel Michael Mother Mary and I just walked up to it. As soon as I saw it, I told my husband, um, let me out of the car. I just parked right here. And I just went up to the beautiful, her statue and the altar that was the outside. And I just started bawling. And I remember just feeling her love and asking her to help me. And after that is when I think it was like the next day that when I started hearing everybody checking in with me and where they got whatever that was away from me. So yeah, that's my crazy story. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you found a way out of it. And, yeah. you know, in those kind of situations, I always feel like people are led to a way out of it. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's it's one of these things that shows that the spiritual path is is not without risk, right? And it sounds like it was your your first encounter with oh. something that is negative. And I always like to say, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual ecosystem out <laughs> there, right? Just yeah. like when you go in the forest, there's 
things that yeah there's all these benevolent beings right there's the squirrels there's the trees the mushrooms and all this and and neutral beings that don't really care about you they just want to live their life right Mm -hmm. but then just like in the forest there's there's predators there's uh there's parasites there's like mosquitoes and leeches you know and and so there's a there's a rich spiritual ecosystem out there right um and and yeah it 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 kind of sucks to have to take account of that and and you know and realize okay it's it's not all the love and light but then the the nice thing is that there's ways to to deal with that situation right like once you know that there's mosquitoes once you know that there's leeches it's like well okay i know how to get a leech off you know or i know how to how to you know put up protection so that i don't get as many mosquitoes right and i'm i'm glad that you found your way there to to deal with that situation right to to heal from it me too and me too and the healing from it too were you know i just the healing was a process from getting over all that as well and like when i went to that reiki lady too when with the reiki i don't know if i'm saying it right reiki reiki is it reiki there's there's actually a lot of ways it's pronounced i usually go with reiki but i've heard it all over the map so don't worry yeah. So I told her that, <clears throat> that I was, um, you know, and she, she knew we, we talked as she was going over and healing me. And when she said, you know, about them being there and her voice changed to like really stern and, you know, told them to go away. And she told me to tell them to go away. And she said, you just have, she said, um, like my guides are telling her that it's safe for me to channel again, as they would like for me to channel again. Um, and to know I'm, I'm safe and protected just to always, you know, make sure, verify who you're talking to and, you know, cleanse yourself, cleanse yourself, cleanse yourself and protect yourself. <laughs> so someday I, I think I will. It's, it's good advice. It's good advice. And I mean, it, it sounds like you got this under control, you know, it's, yeah. uh, I, I, I hope that you come back to the channeling one day, but I mean, take your time, right? It's one of these yeah. things where you want to be, you want to have certainty, right? Uh, but I mean, what I love about those kind of experiences is that it's it's a heck of a growth as well. In other oh, words, it's like, hey, you got through that, <laughs> you know, yeah, you had that experience. Yeah, I, that's what I keep telling myself that, boy, what I went through and I am still standing here smiling. I am one strong light worker. <laughs> I don't know. And then with, with them, like when I know they want to talk to me too. I don't know if like with your wife of, of her ears buzz and my daughter Charnay, it happens to her too. Our ears start buzzing when they're trying to get our attention. And it could be whether we're having a conversation or having a difficult time and our ears will start buzzing. Like they want us to tune in and, and listen to their guidance. Just, I don't mm-hmm. know if that happens to your wife, but that's something else that happens to me. And like I said, to my daughter, it's really interesting because they're always there and I get so many reminders of it and I know that they won't let anything bad happen to me, but I mean, it's, thank God so, it wasn't so physical. What happened to me was all different stuff, but. <laughs> so your ears have been buzzing since then, almost like they're oh, calling you back. <laughs> yes, always. And they buzz so loud. And then that, then they'll start knocking on the wall like this loud and then they'll tap on my head and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, I'm sure that they'll get you back to it eventually. That's 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 one thing I know. They can be quite persistent. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes, well, if that's our path, and we're supposed to do it. They're going to make sure we get there, right? 
<laughs> exactly. Well, Deanna, we're, we're at time, unfortunately. Um, we're definitely going to have you back for a second episode to look into your big deck of pictures where you have tons <laughs> of pictures of orbs that you've collected from your life. So I'm really, uh, really excited to uh, to go through that and, and see what, you, what you've got. It'll definitely be a video interview <laughs> when we do that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Deanna, do you have any uh, parting words for the listenership? Any words um, of wisdom? Yes. Love one another. Be grateful. Every day when you open your eyes, like I, every day when I open my eyes, I look up and I say, thank you. Thank you for another beautiful, wonderful, blessed day on this gorgeous planet with my wonderful family. And I just wish everyone would do that. Just set that tone and that intention for the day and be kind to one another and love one another. When you go to the grocery store or Starbucks, wherever you go, please be kind to the people helping you. Ask them how they're doing and be kind and respectful to them. Don't be rude. I've been I've been so many places and, you know, I have kids who work in with the public and I've heard stories and some, you know, it just makes me sad the way some people treat others and just be nice. It, your life is so much more wonderful when you're nice. Just be kind and loving. I think that's a very wonderful message. I wish more people would do that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Deanna. And I'm looking forward to our part two. You're welcome. Thank you. It was wonderful meeting you. I'm looking forward to it as well.